Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome my friend and colleague, Megan Flat back on the podcast. I was laughing because sometimes when people are on two or three times, I say they've been on the most. But when I really think about it, I did a whole season where Megan and I spoke almost weekly. And so she's actually been on the podcast most. So maybe you came to know and love her during that time. And now she is back because not only are we going to talk about something super exciting in this podcast, namely how to really focus and spend time doing what matters most in moving your life forward. That is what we're going to be talking about today. And this is a really, really important piece, I find, of what we do in Flow 365, um, which is our year-long program where we really hold women's hands to get done to move toward what matters most to them. And the three pieces to that I have found are really allowing ourselves to dream, to make a plan that moves us toward that dream, and to follow through. And we all have different obstacles at every step of the way. And where we've sort of positioned ourselves in Flow 365 is that I really wanted to create a situation where women, including myself, don't feel so alone as we move toward big things, big things we really want, whether that's really being the best mother that we know we are capable of being, or whether we're growing a business, or decluttering a basement, or taking really good care of our bodies in a way that we haven't done before, or we're simply getting better sleep. I mean, there are so many different facets of the goals that Women in Flow 365 come up with. It's really unbelievable to witness. This year, it feels like a lot of people are moving into the role of taking care of their parents. So we have these themes that come up over and over again. And But what I find is that as women, we have learned how to do everything by ourselves, either because we, that we've been taught that's more efficient or that's just how it's supposed to be or we're supposed to know how to do that. And over and over and over again, as I do different big things in my own life, if I go back and look at what really helped me get there, always there's a piece where I found support. And so at the like foundation of Flow 365, that's really what it's about, support. And and we still have to do that that work to dream and plan and follow through. So I'm telling you all this because one of the ways that we practice following through, and it is a practice in Flow 365, is that we have something that we formally called Get Something Done Sessions, and are now going to be called Focus Sessions, and you'll see why in a minute. And... I held them, I started off holding them like two or three years ago, like I would hold one every other week and it would be this 90 minute session where everyone would come on and we'd say what we were going to do and we'd, it's like co-working in community, but virtually. So you're in your home doing whatever it is you need to do, whether that's writing a hard email or um, cleaning out your closet or you know doing something that you've been avoiding, whatever it is, right? So super... I don't know, like just things that have felt hard. It's amazing to me what happens when women just declare out loud that they're going to do it and they do it in community. And again, when Megan gets on, she's going to explain why this is true. And so, you know, so a few years ago, we were doing these 
not very often, and then everyone loved them, and they were really helping everyone reach their goals. So then I upped it, and I did it once a week. And then during the past year, I pushed myself to offer sometimes always one a week, sometimes two, and sometimes like two in a row on the same day. So it was like, what would happen if you you know, had your one of your things you're working on for the week and you really leaned into it in community for 90 minutes and then you took a pr- appropriate break and then you came back and you did it again and you just did it and you you saw what it was like to, to finish. And so it's been really impactful and it's been so impactful that I'm like, how can this, how can this be even better? Like, how can we really make this accessible to everyone? Because, right, I would have to choose the times that those were. And how can we make it so that it really works within a woman's schedule and so that maybe there's more of them? So if there's a week where someone's doing something really hard, like people... Um, in Flow 365, sometimes make an intention to do things like move or make a new office. Some, someone right now is making an art studio for themselves. Someone else is making a new um, office for their candle business. Like So these big things, some, sometimes um, we've had things come up like some, so people write ebooks, people write novels, right? Or there's a big project to create a course, right? So there's things that obviously are going to take more than one 90-minute session, more than one 90-minute moment of focus. And so I'm so, so, so excited. And we started this this week, which has been so fun to watch, that I've partnered with our guests today so that we can bring Flow 365ers sometimes up to 16 co-working sessions, which we're calling focus sessions, a week. I mean, how cool is that? So it's like they're whenever, they're pretty much whenever you need them because there's three or four a day. And if you need to lean into more than one, you can. And they're on all the different weekdays. So you can, you know, if you're working one day in a different way that doesn't um, facilitate for co-working, you can do it a different day. It's just, it's so cool. So I'm so excited because this is really going to up our support and that hand-holding piece around follow-through. So I just had to tell you that. By the way, enrollment is open for Flow365 right now, if you didn't know that. We officially start at the end of January. We officially close the cart sometime in the third week of January because we have to get everyone a package. I think it's the 17th or the 18th. And But if you sign up now, you get all these bonus weeks and we're doing all these things. So we're one of the things we're doing is there's all these co-working sessions that you can come into. There's so much fun things that you can come into. I'm not going to go into all of them in this episode. And so that's happening right now. And we'll have a number of um, events sort of around this and around the idea of coming into the new year. So make sure that you Um, follow us on Instagram or on our email list. I know that the week of after Christmas, I think it's on the 28th, we're going to have an open house just so you can see behind the the scenes of what this all really is. Um, And then in January, we're going to have a set of workshops on um, creating your best year ever, which is one of my favorite topics, how to plan for the whole year. So we have a lot of exciting things coming up for everybody. And then in Flow 365, we have um, in the next five weeks, we have all these co-working sessions. And then we have some really specialized classes happening, which I'm super excited about. We're releasing a class about the flow planning method. Um, In January, we're going to go through a full moon cycle and really understand how the moon affects our planning. Um, In January, we're also going to have two day-long focus sessions, one that comes sort of after we've gotten kids back to school or we've landed in the new year um, to 
focus on our homes and whether that's like putting away all the holiday stuff or decluttering something, but a home project that really helps you land in 2022. We are also going to have a whole day around finances and taxes so that possibly you might get those done in January. By the way, everything we do in Flow365, we are responding to what's coming up. And every single year, taxes are kind of a big deal to everyone. And they end up on everyone's list on Monday calls. And sometimes that happens for multiple weeks. And it's because emotionally they're charged. And so we're going to hold space in a different kind of way this year. And I'm super excited about that. And then also we have like all of our normal calls. So in Flow 365, we meet every Wednesday and small, I mean, every Wednesday, every Monday in small groups to really decide what we're doing for the week. And we plan every Friday. And um, we have monthly, we, we focus on, remember how I said the three steps are really dreaming and planning and following through? Well, on the dreaming side, we've found that if we can create space for you to really tap into your dreams, um, which traditionally has always been in our retreats that happen every 90 days, but now every month we have Julie Hanning coming in to lead us in um, a med- meditation practice and really tapping into our own deepest knowing of what 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 we want to dream into our world, um, and we also have nervous system resets, which we're calling the monthly root once a month with Kelly Lubeck, and um, she is really going to help us just calm our nervous system so we can dream because sometimes sometimes we don't dream because. When we dream in new things, our brain is like on high alert because it thinks they're like lions coming at us, right? Like that's our old brain. And so it's totally natural. It's totally fine. And we're just going to respond to it in Flow 365. So if any of this sounds appealing to you, I would love to have you go check out the page at plansimple.com slash flow365. You are welcome to send us emails or messages on Instagram. We have... um people who, I mean, I'm in all those accounts and sometimes it gets so full that I don't see everything. So now I have a backup plan. I have people who are going to be looking and making sure that I see everything I need to see. So I'm so, so excited for 2022 and Flow 365. It's literally going to be amazing. So go check it out. And until then, let's talk to Megan. Let's learn about focus. A lot of what she talks about, she will teach you how to do this on your own as well. Flow is just if you want to come do everything in community. Um, so come, let, come, let's get Megan on and let's talk about focus and how focusing can really help us to experience our days in a very, very different way. All right, let's get Megan on the show. Hey, Megan, welcome back to the Plan Simple podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me back, Mia. I love being here. Well, so sometimes I tell people like that they've been on the most, but actually that's always a lie because now that I think about it, we did a whole series. So you've actually been on the Plan Simple podcast the most. <laughs> All right. I'll take, I'll take that title, but you know, yeah, yeah. You can still tell other people, you know. Of- sometimes when I get people back a second time or a third time, you know, I'm like, oh, they've been on a lot. So we are here to talk about something very specific, which I'm so excited about because in Flow 365, we have been doing for the past four years, these things that I call get something done sessions. And I realized a few months ago that probably I learned this concept even of co-working online from you many, many years ago, and you've created something spectacular with it. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, definitely I had been doing these co-working sessions and these get it done sessions inside my business coaching masterminds, but I'm sure that I can't even, you know, take take credit. <laughs> my one of my business friends and I, we've we've come to the conclusion that there is nothing new under the sun and that no. everyone everyone learned it from somewhere, from something, from somewhere else. But but thank you for I'm glad that I inspired you to add it into your program. And that's basically exactly where it came from. I had been running um, business coaching, I'm a business growth strategist. I help uh, mostly uh, female business owners or women or people who have been socialized to be women, you know, scale their businesses. And I've run masterminds for the past four years or so. And 
in these masterminds, along with our uh, group coaching and with our collaborating and our learning and all of these other things, we, we would do these sessions that we called virtual co-working. And just like you do in your program, it was a time for people to work on their business, not just in their business, you know, not the day-to-day, not the replying to emails, not the, but the big important things that move their business forward. Because what I saw with my clients is we would have these great conversations. We would have these planning sessions and people would have these great ideas on how to really make an impact with the work that they were doing. But then we all get caught up in that day-to-day you know, the hustle, the busyness, the, the millions things. And so many of my clients are also parents or caring for elderly parents or active in their community or, you know, whatever their other situation is. And they would get pulled away from that important work that moves their business forward. And so we wanted to carve out time within the mastermind for them to do that. And then, you know, there was a little global pandemic and (laughs) I noticed that people were more distracted. There were, there were new distractions. Kids were home. There was social justice issues that we were, you know, becoming more and more aware of. There was all of these, all of these things that were, we were paying attention to politics and, and health advice and all of these things that were just kind of piling on us. And our world was becoming more and more distracting. And I really thought, you know, people need a space just like they did inside the mastermind, but they needed a space to be able to come and have some accountability, have a framework, have some dedicated distraction-free focus time to get their important work done. And that's really where focus sessions started. I love it. I love it. And I can tell you that. So, you know, two years ago in flow 365, um, I was like, that would be a really good part. Like that would be a really good addition because, you know, we really help people get clear every week in a really succinct way, what they're going to do. We help people plan each week and we have all these sessions for planning specific kinds of projects and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, so, so the follow through is like the next piece. So we started adding them in. And at first I did it, like my schedule already felt really full. So I was like, okay, I could do this every other week, you know? And then, and then everyone like loved it. So then I was like, okay, well, maybe I could try it every week. And then just, you know, six months ago or something, I was like, what if I just leaned all in? Like I would someday have a team to do this, but what if I leaned all in and I even tried one day having two in a row or like two with a lunch break in between to see like what would happen if people kept going with their stuff and everyone like loved, loved, loved it. So when I was, and we're going to get into in a second, like why these work so well, because I'm really excited for you to tell that part because you know way more about it than I do. But um, when, when I was realizing that <laughs> I couldn't keep going and I noticed that you had created this amazing structure, I was like, oh my God, like people would like die if they knew that like every Monday they could come and like say what they were doing. And then there was, you know, four a day <laughs> that they could right. do because if everyone was so excited about two. Um, and so it's so, I'm so excited that I um, had that little glimpse of um, inspiration <laughs> to reach out and be like, oh my God, I don't have to do these because you do it already, which is exactly. So <laughs> well, and that's really what we wanted to do. That was kind of the secondary, you know, because my goal is to help make entrepreneurship easier. Yeah. And so with focus sessions that we really do that two ways. One, we're trying to make entrepreneurship easier for the individuals who are coming to our focus sessions. So we want to, we, it's, it's hard to block out this focus time on your calendar We have a million things that are pinging and dinging. Our our team needs us. Our kids need us. Our clients need us. And so it's really easy to say, oh yeah, I'm going to spend, you know, on Thursday morning, I'm going to spend from nine until 1030 working on this important thing. But then Thursday, nine o'clock rolls around and you're getting pulled in a million directions. So one of the ways we wanted to make entrepreneurship easier was by offering these focus sessions. But the other way we wanted to make entrepreneurship easier is making it easier for entrepreneurs like you to run your programs and have people get the biggest impact that they can from your program because you're teaching amazing stuff and you're giving your clients amazing skills and, and tips and techniques and strategies. And we know that 
your people will have a better, will have better results if they can also come to focus sessions for that execution 100%. piece. Well, I mean, so, I, I know they will. Cause I, I did it you've myself. Seen it. You've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. know that like, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what happens when, when people show up and commit with other people to get done what they say they're going to do. Yes. So let's talk about why that's true. Like, well, like, you know, like we said, um, I've been doing these for a while and I think we kind of just intuitively know that it works and that people, um, you know, people would say like, Hey, we should, you know, we should plan to get together and do this together. And, you know, we were doing it in our, in our respective programs and it was working. So when we were getting ready to launch focus sessions, we're like, well, let's just see if there's any research out there. And oh my goodness. There is so much scientific research that explains and supports why this, you know, what we had kind of just come to stumble upon and figure out. There's a, there is a research study from the 1920s. So long before our cell phones were chirping at us and even, you know, even that we could do this on a, on a zoom call, but there's research from the 1920s that says that when people are sitting at the same table working they are more productive, even if they are not collaborating or competing. So all the way back in the 1920s, we saw that this, that this um, social effect, that this idea of being surrounded by other people that were all doing the same thing had the impact. And we are in this amazing day and age where we can be, you and I are on the other side of the country and we're talking to each other, you know, through our computer screen. And so we have this amazing opportunity to run these online businesses or run these virtual businesses, but we've, we've lost some of that connection. We've lost some of, we don't have coworkers. A lot of us don't have coworkers or, you know, there's no water cooler conversation or those kind of things. And so that's what we're really trying to you know, to, to bring back with focus sessions too, is this idea of that collective, it's actually has a term called collective effervescence, right? Wow, so this, I love that. right. This term that like, we are social beings, we, we perform better when others around us are, are doing a similar thing. Well, that's super interesting. And, and I, and I, that, which brings me to the part about being at the table, because I mean, I think that that's why in the past 10 years, the whole notion of sort of co-working, like actual physical co-working spaces, which you and I have both worked in, mm -hmm. um, became so popular. And the other thing though, I have to say is that both you and I <laughs> created co-working time online kind of purposely way before COVID. Yes. So let's talk a little about that because I know everyone is zoomed out. Like yes. I get it. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who balances like mothering three children, like having a home, having a dog, um, working a lot and loving it and just all the different things. Yes. There's times when I'm like, I just need to go see people, but it actually is much more efficient and just maybe even sometimes more impactful. I find to be sitting at my desk. Yeah. Well, so I working without being in the space. Right. So I love co-working. I love co-working spaces. Um, unfortunately my co-working, my beloved co-working space, which you have been to and, and spoken at before, um, did not weather COVID oh, and no, they are awful. not, not reopening. And I, I know there will be big things for her and for her space, but one of the things that shifted for me, and this is, you know, pre COVID, but one of the things that shifted for me is, um, the days that I would go to the co-working space, in the very beginning, before I knew anyone at the co-working space, the days that I would go to the co-working space were the get it done days. Yeah. Then I started making all of these amazing personal connections there. And so actually the days at the co-working space became the like, don't get anything done. But yes. you know, those were the amazing, like the days that I would, I would leave this expansiveness in my schedule to sit with someone in the, in the, you know, the, the kitchen part of the co-working space and, and have a coffee or have a lunch or communicate with someone or, or walk downtown to the coffee shop or those types of things. And so I think even for people that are, 
going to a co-working space, this, even though we're using the same word, like virtual co-working versus a co-working space, I think we're, we're almost trying to do two separate things. I think that that in-person co-working space is about collaboration and connection and talking to people in the physical connection. And what we're really trying to do in virtual co-working is kind of carve out some distraction free time. And so even if you um, were at a co-working space, you could still be participating in a focus session because it would be those 90 minutes that you said, okay, for this 90 minutes, I'm putting on my noise canceling headphones. I'm putting up the little do not disturb sign. And I'm going to really focus on this specific project that I want to get done in the next 90 minutes. That's amazing because listen to this. So um, I was just talking with a few flow 365ers who have been, have started your focus sessions this week. And it's really interesting because for me, you know, what we do in flow is we get everyone super clear on Monday. Like what are the three things that you really want to do? And in flow, we're not all focused on business as you know. So we're really focused on, you know, even for an entrepreneur, sometimes the three things they might be working on that are even more important than anything in their business is like eating well and moving their body. Like that's sort of like how we roll. And what happens is because um, I'm the one running a lot of those when I was doing co-working, it's almost like we started switching into that. Like now I know everybody and I'm friends and it was Coaching actually much harder. And, for, yeah, yeah. And it was much harder for me to hold the boundary of like, no, 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 no. It's like 90 minutes. Shh, everyone, like the way that you're going to get followed through is if you just focus right yeah. now. And it's, so it's, that's really an interesting thing that happened in physical space. Cause that, that actually was happening in our virtual space, which is one of the reasons I'm so glad that you're the one doing it now. Right. And we've had, so we have um, six different, more than six, we have 10 different hosts because it's my core team. And then we have six additional hosts. Um, So there's, you know, 10 different humans hosting these sessions. And it's much like, I often describe it as like going to a yoga class. Like we're all kind of doing the same yoga moves, but the different instructors have a little bit of a different personality. And and, um, each of the hosts are kind of an expert in their own right at whatever they do. Most of them, all of them, everyone's a business owner. So they all kind of experience that too. But it's funny because we've had that conversation in our host meetings about, okay, we're going to keep chat to a minimum. The, what we call our focus flow, which we can kind of talk through because that's science backed as well. Um, It's the first eight minutes, you know, some, some hosts will take up to maybe 10 minutes Um, But we keep it really tight because we want you to get into those quiet focus sessions. And um, we've kind of told our hosts, like, you can hang out at the end. Like if you're, if people want to chat, hang out at the end, but man, when you show up for those 90 minutes, you're going to get two solid 37 minute sprints. Um, You know, you're going to get 84 minutes or whatever that ends up. That's the wrong math. 74 minutes of really focused time, as well as some time to get you into the mode of focusing. Well, so I want to go into what those eight minutes are, but before we do that, a question is coming up, which, cause I know that you and I do them too. So, mm-hmm. so tell me about your experience of like, I don't, like having something that's feeling hard to get done or like, you're just keeping distracted or like, I don't know, you keep going Christmas shopping when you're supposed to write an email, whatever, like how does a focus session shift that for you? Well, so I think it is the flow and we'll go through that okay. because I think that is part of it. And yep. then I think there's some good old fashioned accountability because part, a piece of the flow. Well, let me, let me walk you through the flow and then it's funny because now we have flow and flow, flow and flow. <laughs> our focus flow in, oh my gosh. And we, you know, for, for people that are listening behind the scenes, we share a team member and we have her so discombobulated because she is now trying to like do things for you do things. For, and she's like, I don't know what I'm calling anything. <laughs> we, we've completely confused her. Um, but so our focus, our focus flow, what, this first eight minutes, we go through four steps. So the first step is prepare. And each of these, like I said, each of these are, are kind of science backed and also um, road tested. You know, we've, yeah. we've done them. And so we know that this is what people need to get into this focus mindset. So the first thing is prepare. And so we remind you to put your phone in airplane mode or put it in a drawer. We ask you to clear the visual clutter off your desk to close out, you know, tabs that you're not going to be using. Um, 
during the session to turn off anything that's going to bing or ding, you know, close your office door, tell your, your office mate or your family or whoever else is in the room, you know, to, to, that you're going to be focusing for the next 90 minutes. So we prompt you to do that. That's prepare. And so when you ask, like, how do I, um, you know, kind of find my own focus, I try to take myself self through these exact steps. Um, so first is prepare. The second is arrive. Um, we are usually running, all of us are running from one thing to the next. We're hanging up a client call. We're talking to this person. We're sending off this email. So when we get to a focus session, we do a two minute, some type of grounding exercise. And this is where each host kind of picks their, picks their favorite thing. It may be just a simple breathing exercise. It may be a visualization. One of our hosts has people choose a mantra or like an affirmation. Um, so we really give you two minutes. And a lot of times when I'm hosting, I just two minutes breathe, just, I'm gonna set the timer, just sit and breathe. And it just is enough to, you know, kind of, um, stimulate that part of your brain that helps you just kind of sink into focus. The next thing we do is declare what you're working on. And this is a huge step. So for people that want to do this, you know, just on their own, um, again, there is research that shows that when you physically write down something or when you, um, so when you physically write it down, that you will have a better chance of accomplishing it. So whether that's writing down your goals, writing down your to-do list, writing down your calendar, that the act of physically using your hand to write it out, that you have a higher rate to complete it. So we invite people to write down the specific thing they're going to be working on so that you're not just sitting down and saying, oh yeah, I'm going to work on my memoir, <laughs> you know, like you're getting like super specific with outlining chapter seven or whatever the thing is. And we have people write it on a post-it note. And then this is another thing that we've borrowed from some, the neurodivergent community and some of their um, skills is having that visual that if you do get distracted, it's, it's kind of like the give a mouse a cookie, right? You get, you look at one thing and then you get distracted and you get kind of pulled down this rabbit hole. If you have that visual post-it note or that visual piece of paper that says, oh, I'm supposed to be outlining chapter 12 of my memoir. If you do get distracted, it helps bring you back. And then the, and then the last step is share. And this is the accountability piece. And again, research shows that if that we are more likely to accomplish something when we've told someone else we're going to do it. So we invite you to type into the chat or unmute yourself and share, or if you're not comfortable sharing with the people in a focus session, or if you're you know, doing one of these focus sessions on your own, text a friend, um, you know, text a friend, Hey, for the next, you know, 90 minutes, I'm going to be working on chapter 12 of my memoir or whatever it is. Tell your dog, you know, even just the science actually supports that even just saying it verbally out loud can actually help you, um, commit to it a little more. So that's that fourth piece. And that's why we do that at the beginning of every focus session. But to answer your question, you know, what do I do when I'm feeling distracted when I'm feeling like I can't get into, you know, get into that flow is I go through those same four steps. And one of my friends kind of described it like personal training. So you can work out on your own, but some of us aren't quite disciplined enough to maybe lift quite as heavy a weights or, you know, go for quite as long on the treadmill or whatever it is. So you can do this on your own block out the time in your schedule, you know, block out the time for yourself behind a time Sunday morning to do this, go through those four steps, but the showing up to a focus session, you just have that added piece of accountability. So it's kind of like showing up to work out with a personal trainer. I love it. And I just saw something that I didn't even see before. So by the way, I definitely believe that when we write down things and put them out in the world, like magic can happen, which is mm-hmm. what I feel about right. this partnership right now. And what's interesting is I talk a lot in, um, in flow about rhythm and how, like when you're creating any sort of rhythm, like in your year and your day, like the thing about rhythm that's different from schedules, it's sort of like expandable. Like you can take the same principles and expand them or do them. Mm -hmm. And what you just said is like literally what we do in a 90 day period. And then in a month period, and it's kind of cool. Cause like, you know, at a focus session, you might breathe for two minutes. Well, every month in flow, we, we have two sessions that are an hour long with right. one with a nervous, nervous system practitioner and one with a shaman. And so it's, it's interesting how those same steps, it's the like, same steps play out, right? Like exactly. Just, maybe at the beginning of the year, you do them each for an hour you know, right. instead of for two minutes. That's exactly. really cool. 
Yeah, I love that. exactly. And so I think those, I think those four things prepare, arrive, declare, share. I think those four things you can apply, you know, you can apply in all sorts of different situations and you can do it. Um, and, you know, deciding you can do it, like maybe you only have 20 minutes, but you want to try to get in like, okay, I really need to get this email out in the next 20 minutes. So it's the same thing. It's, you can go through those same four things. Yeah. Yeah. What take one deep breath and get started. But that act of like, I have 20 minutes, I'm going to finish this one email instead. And I was joking with my team. I think it was last week that I was completely I don't know if it, if, I don't know if it's my own best client or my own worst client, but I was totally in that place where I had this huge to-do list. I'd written out this huge brain dump on a legal pad and I was, it was, it was a Monday. It was like the beginning of the week and I was paralyzed. I, like, I don't, I, well, should I do this? Should I start this? Should I stu- work on this? Maybe I, wait, let me open that email. And I just got completely, you know, discombobulated because I hadn't kind of gone through those steps. Yeah. Hundred percent, and in flow, we would say because you hadn't put them into the time of your calendar. <laughs> totally, totally. That's what I mean. I was either my own best client or my own worst client yeah. because I, I wasn't doing any of the things that I had yeah. said that I was going to do, and that got me completely overwhelmed. And then I ended up like scrolling Instagram until I, you know, reset and was like, okay, you know what yeah. to do here. Let's go through these. Let's go through these steps. Oh God, I love it. Okay. So the other thing I know about focus sessions is that you talk about three different kinds of things that you would bring to them. So, you know, in, in flow, sometimes, you know, we think of three big rocks every week. So I imagine that those will be things that people definitely bring. And two of the things that are in your list are things that um, people don't always give themselves permission to do in a week. So let's go through your three things just so I yes. have back up. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we recommend, and this is another thing that we say at the beginning of our focus session. So we recommend that you choose one of three buckets yep. when you're um, picking, when you're deciding what to do in a focus session. So the first bucket is that deep work. It's that creative work. It's the thing it's the, um, on the like Eisenhower matrix, if you, you know, kind of know the important and the, the deep work is the important, but not urgent stuff. It's the stuff that's actually going to make the impact in your work or whatever, whatever it is you're doing, whether it's in your life, in your life. Exactly. It's the thing that's really going to make the impact, but it's the thing that all the little stuff it, it, it kind of falls to the bottom of the list. I often use the analogy of we are our own like evil stepmother from Cinderella. Like we are telling ourselves like you can't go to the, or you can go to the ball. You can do that important work, but you have to finish all your chores first. And then we give ourselves these like insurmountable list of, you know, air quotes chores um, before we get to our important work. And so what we're saying is in focus sessions, focus on the deep work, the important work. So that's one of our buckets. The second bucket is planning and visioning. Um, I think that people do not spend enough time, like you just said, they don't give themselves permission to do the planning or visioning, especially when they get busy. But again, research tells us that every one minute you spend planning, you save about 10 minutes on execution. So taking a focus session to plan out your project or plan out the next thing that you need to do, you're actually going to end up saving time on the execution. And then that visioning piece um, as CEOs, whether it's CEOs of our business or CEOs of our lives, our number one job is to vision the future. And I think that goes for if we're talking about being parents, if we're talking about being, you know, running a business, um, our number one job as a CEO is to vision where are we going? You know, where are we going? And, And we often don't have time to do that. So again, another really great use of focus sessions. And then the third one that is sometimes kind of surprising is we recommend that people use the time to what we call clear the deck. And clear the deck is getting all of those kind of nagging tasks out of the way that are preventing you from focus, from focusing. Now it's kind of our third choice. We want you to do deep work or planning and visioning first, but if you're finding like your head is just too clogged to be able to sink into the deep work, then it's time for a clear the deck session. And, And again, a clear the deck session is like 
it's, it's paying that bill. It's sending that invoice. It's returning that email. It's making that doctor's appointment. It's the things that are clogging your brain and your, your, your bandwidth that's keeping you from doing the deeper work. And I often recommend myself. I often um, take, I often host the last session of our week, which is a Friday afternoon session. And I almost always use that session to clear the deck for the weekend, because then I can go into the weekend and feel like I've kind of, I don't have to work or I don't have to return an email or whatever it is. I can, I can kind of shut down for the, for the week. So we don't want you to do all clear the deck sessions again, because we want you to get into that deep work, but I think it's a really important use of time. And it's one of those things that you could spend all day doing the little unimportant tasks. But if you dedicate a focus session to it, people tell us over and over and over again, you know, I had this list of things to do and I whipped right through it because you're just like, okay, I've got 90 minutes. I'm going to just get through these things. Okay. And how about when that list, so is like your legal pad (laughs) and it's too long for 90 minutes is what we have to learn then how to just like really be satisfied and excited with clearing the deck in 90 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm sure there's people listening who are like, well, gosh, it would take me like two weeks to clear the deck because my to-do list is so long. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple, I've got a couple of things for that. So one that's where like the post-it note comes back in and that's where getting, you might have, I use my legal pad for kind of my big brain dump, right? Like everything that I think of. And when I think of like, oh, wait, don't forget my daughter has choir rehearsal. And you know, that just kind of goes on the legal pad, like catch that idea. But then when I sit down to do a focus session, then I'm deciding And I'm trying to be realistic with myself. And this is something that we tell people in the session too. like pick something that you can reasonably get done in the session. Um, Because if you say, if you sit down to a session and you say, I want to get these two things, like, let's say you say, okay, I want to get these five things done and you only get two things done. You're going to feel disappointed. But if you say, I definitely want to get this one thing done, and then you end up having time for two, you feel like elated that you got so much done. So there's, there's a little bit of just, um, you know, kind of under promise and over deliver to yourself. Um, so that's one thing. And I think as women, we can get so stuck in like, where it's like, we're like deer in headlights looking at this long to-do list. And actually what's happening is we're not doing any of the things. Yeah. And that was so, what happened to me last week. Yeah. I just kind of got frozen. So it's like taking action. Yes. Yeah. And, and from taking action, you just feel better, even though you think before you start taking action that you want to do all the things in the legal pad, that's not really what you want. It's just, you're really wanting to get in action and move toward the thing, which makes you feel a lot better. Right. And you kind of, you mentioned this when to, in response to me, like panicking over my to-do list is that, you know, those things weren't scheduled in. So that's the other thing too. We offer 16, uh, focus 90 minute focus sessions a week. So you can take that, you know, to-do list and you can kind of go through and say, okay, I'm going to do these in a focus session on Monday. I'm going to do these in a focus session on Friday. And that's, like I said, I kind of use that Friday session as a clear the deck session. And so that's given me permission throughout the week to be like, I don't need to worry about that. I'll do that on Friday. And I just, you know, I put a star by it or add it to a different list or however I want to do it. Like, okay, I'll just take care of that when I, when I get there. And for anyone listening, who's not part of the like who's not who doesn't have a planning process let's say it's super 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 important to put things in time just for that reason because then you can start to train your brain because your brain thinks it wants to do everything that's all on the things. legal pad mm-hmm. right away but if you can show your brain that you'll actually get all the things done which you just might have to look at your calendar a few times during the day and you're right. like oh yeah like i'm doing that on friday in the right. focus session Um, you start to get better and better at that, which is awesome. And I also think like we have to just, and I think this is again, for those of us that have been socialized to be women, I think Mm -hmm. that we think we have to do it all. We have to do more than it all. And we have to do it all ourselves and we have to do it all right now. And so I think the more we can put, that's the other reason why I really, I really like to put things on my physical calendar Mm -hmm. is because it forces you to be realistic. And I saw this when I was working with moms with babies that, you know, they were trying to get things done during nap times. 
And they would say like, oh, I've got these 47 things. And I see it a little bit in focus sessions too, where people are like, I'm going to do these 47 things in, in this 30 minute, you know, nap time. And then when they don't get them done, they say like, I'm not productive. I'm bad at, you know, I'm bad at time management. They say all these things. It's like, no, you're just bad at math. Like, you know, it just like, you know, the, the, the math didn't work out there. And so I think if you go through, I like to go through and say, this is a 30 minute project. This is a 60 minute project. This is a 15 minute project. And then I can get a much more clear picture of, you know, okay, I have 10 hours worth of tasks on this list for a four hour work day. Like that's, that's just not realistic. And then I can make some different decisions. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing that we're doing in flow and, and what, how you guys run the focus session, which is why we're doing them with you, um, is so helpful for, I think is that, you know, you have these three buckets, but, and you really respect like the planning bucket and the bucket of like really meaningful things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know that we always come into relationship with that as women, right? Like, so if we're just talking to like, you know, our girlfriends who might not be entrepreneurs or whatever, you know, like the parents of our kids' friends, like who aren't thinking the way we're thinking, like everyone's kind of doing the clear the deck kind of tasks all the all time. the time. And so it's really nice to be in these sessions because because it's those three buckets are so clearly marked and you can hear when people are talking about them, you it kind of like sets a thing off in your head, like, oh, okay, like. I see that it's good to spend 90 minutes to clear the deck, but, and then now I really need to focus on this planning or this like other thing. So it it really just brings consciousness. And I think that's where the community is so helpful is that there's other people in the world who aren't just like running around, you know, doing things for the school, like going to target 17 times a day. Like, I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't mean to whatever this target, but like when you're, when you're really trying to create lean into the life that you want. Um, there's just some things that make it easier and planning is one of them. (laughs) And then we have to do the hard things that create the life that we want usually. And so those are the two buckets that it's just so helpful to have company doing, because it's really easy to like either, you know, get emotional and not know how to move through it when you're by yourself or, um, just not do it because it feels hard. Right. Exactly. And I think that clear the deck session too, because I have a friend who also, you know, kind of offers these kind of, or, you know, doesn't offer them, but talks to her clients about how important these kinds of sessions are. And we're actually partnering with them as well now. Um, but she was kind of with, with, to, to her clients, she was like, don't do like that. Those clear the deck things. She doesn't call them clear the deck, but like she's saying, don't do them you know, this is only for the most important time. And, and I think you're right. I think sometimes we get into that space where we're just doing those nagging tasks all the time. And so my philosophy is not that it replaces that deep work, but that sometimes if you do find that you're spending all your time doing the nagging tasks, give them a container, give them a container say, this is the, they fit into the Friday at 12 o'clock focus session. Like they fit into this container and that is going to free up other time. Cause I know also sometimes when you have to write that email or that sales page or that have a challenging conversation with your team member or your kid's teacher or whatever it is, that's, you know, yeah. Running to target is a lot more fun, you know, doing sometimes just like being able to cross the things off your list just feels you know, we get that kind of endorphin hit. And so, so we're kind of clearing the deck of those things too. And saying like, okay, like you get to do those things, but now is the time to focus on. And, and then the same thing with the container, you have to write this difficult client email. You know, you have to tell your clients you're raising your rates or tell your clients that you're not going to be working with them anymore. Like whatever that difficult thing is, but you're going to do it in this time. You've got yes. this long to do it, you know, and it helps you kind of move through those things too. Yeah. The container piece is really important. I'm glad you said that. I like that. A yeah. Lot Cause yes, that's what, and that's why it's so cool to have like one, we can move from container to container, container exactly. all, all week long. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Um, all right. What else are we missing? What haven't we talked about yet? I'm just so excited. I feel like we've we've covered some good, some good ground. Um, Yeah. I just think that, 
I mean, it's such a great compliment to your program. Um, but I just think it's a good for, you know, for anyone listening, if you're struggling to kind of get things done and get those important things done to think about that kind of time blocking, blocking the time out on your schedule, you know, putting that time and, and, and creating that container for yourself. And then if you're struggling doing it by yourself, you know, join flow 365. And yeah, yeah. I love that. And I, I, I think that's really important that we give ourselves permission to create that container, which, you know, it might be that you call a friend or exactly. you just set a timer. Uh, like, I think a lot, like, it's interesting because a lot of times when we're deciding and actually you might have ideas on this, but you know, that, that thing where you like write the list and then you're like, okay, this thing will take me 30 minutes. This will take me an hour. I mean, obviously it's a learning process if you haven't done the thing before, Yes. but I think very often we like overindulge in that. Like we totally could do it in 90 mm-hmm. minutes if we mm-hmm. just focused, right? Yeah. Like if, if we, and, and focusing sometimes means feeling like you have the biggest lump in your throat ever. Really? Right. Absolutely. And, but that's like, that's, that is focus. Like that's real feeling like getting up and going to get a cookie or like, you know, going outside to put the dog out because like, you don't just because like, right. it's hard, like that's not focus. And so it's right. interesting that I think a lot of times we, we make, we expand time. So I, I feel like a lot of times I'm challenging people to be like, well, what if you just did that did in an hour? Like what would happen yeah. if that only took an hour? What would that be and like? Exactly. And I think it works both ways, right? Because I think we have definitely had people, we have testimonials that say like, this was, you know, I got more done in this 90 minutes than I have all week. Right. So we've got those, but I think it's also, it's also about deciding how long something is going to take, you You know? So, so, you know, I have people that, you know, they'll, it takes them eight hours to write a blog post because they've given themselves eight hours to write the blog post. Right. And if you say, okay, I'm going to get, you know, draft one of this blog post done in this focus session, you're, you're probably, you know, there is, it's, um, right. It's, am I going to get it right? It's Parkinson's law that the time you need expands to the time you have. And so we're contracting that time. We're saying that the time you need is only 90 minutes. Yeah. And so sometimes that can, that can help too. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause when I had a, when I had a design firm for whatever, 12 years before I became a coach, um, I had a business partner and he always said, he's like, no matter like how I pitch a job, like, no, it doesn't take one person ever longer than eight, like longer than a full two weeks to get anything done. You know, he made like complex, huge things, but he's like, really, if you like make a project that another person understands and can buy. Like it just can't take one person longer than 80 hours for their part. And I always mm-hmm. remember that because it's like, we just expand things. <laughs> we yeah. expand things so much. Exactly. It's so easy. And that's exactly. it's hard. Yeah. And that's why the hard. support is helpful. You know, one other thing that I think is really helpful and we do this and it made me think of it because we do this in focus sessions also is is kind of that, that reflection and that analysis. So one of the things that we do is at the very end and celebration at the very end of our focus session, we save about three minutes right at the end for people to rate their focus for that session. So we give people on a scale of one to five, you know, how focused were you during the session? And it's not to like, you know, berate yourself if you didn't get a five or anything like that. It's to learn if you scored yourself a five, what did you do to be that focused? And if you scored yourself a two, what do you need to do next time to be more focused? And we ask people that. And so people will say, you know, I scored myself a five because at the beginning of my week, I decided what I was going to be working on in each of my focus sessions or, or I scored myself a two because it's noon and I'm hungry and I didn't get a snack before. Great. Now, you know, that before you come to your next focus session or before you have another focus session that you need to have a snack or I scored myself a three. I was pretty focused, except I got a phone call in the middle of the, of the session. Okay, great. Remember we told you to put your phone in airplane mode, right? So, so you, you, you rate yourself and it's the same thing. I think sometimes we have a tendency to just be like, oh, I blew it. I did. I, I can't focus. I'm horrible. I did. You know, it's like, no, like 
let's think about really on a scale of, are you really a one or are you maybe a four and you just need to put on noise canceling headphones next time? Yeah. And in the world of flow, I would say that like, also we have seasons, we and have not always going to focus different on days. Five. Yeah. And, and it's like a practice. I mean, it really is like yoga class. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's a practice and, you know, maybe in certain times in the week or in the month, like you're just really able to focus or, or time of day and other times it's harder. And so totally. you can practice focusing or you can decide I'm not going to focus at that time. Like so often we push against what is naturally, you know, totally. coming up. There's and so I think it's such a good opportunity to just notice all that. And I'm pretty sure you do this in, in flow too. There's, there's science around again, for, for those of us that menstruate, like yeah. there's science around different types, different times in your moon cycle when you're yeah, better we, able we, to in focus flow, we and, run everything by the moon cycle, right? That is true. And <laughs> I, I used to, I used to think it was so like, you know, kind of silly until I started doing it. And then I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, this is why I can't focus right now. Or yes. this is why I have all the new ideas right now. Yeah. You know, so it is important and you're not always going to have a five and you know, we've myself, I, I, I like to attend the sessions. I host them, but I'm always like, can I just go to the session? I know I'm so excited that right? I can go. Just, I you can just go anymore. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'll host if I have to, but, um, but we have so many great hosts. I'm like, I want to go to her class and her session. Yeah. But, um, but you know, sometimes, sometimes I score myself a three, but I still got more done yeah. than I would have had I not gone. Yeah. Because probably if you scored a three, you're in like a distractible mode. And so this helped you like, I would have been a zero if I were doing it on my own. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh my God. I love that. And one thing I'm going to say about flow, which I'm super excited about is, um, well, I'm super excited that I get to come to focus sessions. And one of the things that it opened up for me in terms of my schedule and time is you're going to love this, but I get to now run, I think like once in January, we have two, but usually it's going to be once a month. I'm going to run day long focus sessions Mm. on topics. So we're going to like declutter one day and we're going to do our taxes one day, which I know doesn't sound fun, but imagine having support doing your taxes. Right. And the the thing is with that is you don't have to, because I always find things like that, that just kind of hang over my head. So every day I'm like, Oh gosh, I should really declutter. Oh gosh, I should really clear off my desk. (laughs) Oh gosh, I should really do those taxes. And if you just know, Oh yeah, no, we're doing that on this date. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, oh, it's, yeah. I'm not worried about that today. Cause I'm doing it on this date. So I yeah. love that. That's we are amazing. creating the tribes that we need as women. I think, I mean, it's so important. Totally. So good. Totally. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm super oh excited. Gosh. We're going to have more so conversations excited. this year. So you really will be on the, on the, on the podcast the most. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's my favorite so thing to do. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me again, Mia. Oh my gosh. So fun. And we will talk to you soon. All right. So at the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. Because I do believe that action is where real change happens. It's really fun to listen and be inspired, but then we have to put some of these things into play in our own lives. So I always try to pull out the three things that I think will be super impactful. I do that so that you can choose one of them and really lean into it and play with it and make it part of your life. And then you can move on to the next one and sort of stack them over time. That's the intention behind three, not so that you feel like you all of a sudden have all these extra things from my world on your to-do list. All right. That's really important to me. All right. So the first doable change from this week is schedule time to do deep work. If you aren't a Flow 365-er, you can still schedule time to do the deep work. You can do this by just blocking off 90 minutes on your calendar, turning off notifications on your computer and on your phone. I love Megan's thing about putting your phone in your desk. Put up a do not disturb sign. A funny thing I did when my kids were little is I actually had them make it. And so then they asked me all these questions about what that even meant. And I really got to explain them that when the sign was up, I really needed to be able to concentrate or I was recording something and the noise would come into it. And they really understood that and respected that. So sometimes it's as simple as us putting up that boundary. Take some deep breaths to settle in. So once you've 
turned off your notifications, put up your do not disturb sign, and you're ready to go, you have to settle in. One of the things that we do as women balancing all these things is we tend to go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing super quickly. And so that pause to get grounded, to really remember why it is that you're sitting at your desk and, and focusing or, or focusing on whatever, maybe you're lying down to focus because you know we can focus on anything or you're cleaning out something. Um, no matter what you're about to do, just to get grounded in a new energy and um, you know, looking out at what it is that you're about to do. And then you declare exactly what you're going to focus on. You get really clear. You don't say that I'm just going to work on this thing. You say the part of the thing that will be complete after 90 minutes so that you can really start to learn what you're capable of in 90 minutes. And I can tell you with focus, we are capable of so much. It's kind of magical. And then the next piece is, you know, if you're not part of Flow 365, if you're not in a live focus session, it is really helpful to have that accountability piece. So it's funny because now I have, I was talking about the, the do not disturb when my kids were little, but now my kids are teenagers. So sometimes I just tell them, you know, my daughter is like super... Um, responsible and organized. So sometimes I'm like, you all, I am going to sit down and I'm going to get this email out before dinner. And, um, you know, that's a little bit do not disturb me, but it's also like, will you just ask me at dinner that I got the email out <laughs> and ask me questions if I didn't? So accountability can come from anywhere. There is, again, magic in, in co-working. I truly believe that. Um, but any accountability is really useful. And then you just set a timer and you begin and you really honor the time that you've decided to sit down. So we do 90-minute focus sessions. The 90-minute focus sessions are broken into two 30-plus minute like working sessions. So decide what time it is you're honoring. If for some reason you have a big stretch of time, like say you have four or five hours that you're dedicating to a bigger project, great. But I still recommend breaking it down into smaller chunks and being really clear about what you're going to get done in each chunk. It makes the time way more focused, which is what we're talking about here. All right. So schedule time to do deep work. That's a fun one to play with for a week, for a month, you know, probably for a life, but that's definitely a worthy doable change to lean into. Number two, clear the decks. When you're overwhelmed with a to-do list that just feels super out of control or your desk is chaotic and you're noticing that every time you look at all the stacks of paper, you literally can't concentrate, it's probably time to clear the deck. Clearing the deck, and I have like air quotes up, clears mental space and energy for other work like the deep work and the planning that may help replenish and refresh refresh you to do that work. Because um, we really want to be spending time on the deep work and the visioning. But when all those things are in front of us, sometimes we literally just can't concentrate on the planning and the deep work, right? So basically, what you do is you schedule time to, to clear the deck, to clean that desk, to make those phone calls, to respond to the emails that are sitting in your inbox. And it's the same way. You set a timer, you set an intention, and you are really clear about the list of tasks that you're going to do. So, you know, we could spend our whole lives probably clearing the deck. In fact, there's many people who, who do that. <laughs> but around here, what we really want is for you to be doing that deep work and for you to dr be dreaming and planning and figuring out how to do that deep work. And so clearing the deck is just a tool um, for clarity versus something that we get stuck in all the time. So really be clear about the things that really need your attention for that time of clearing the deck so that on the other side of it, you really can feel the clarity, not like there's a thousand more things to still get done. Does that make sense? All right. So schedule time to do deep work, clear the decks, both, you know, on a time, like on a timer so that you don't get lost in them. The cool thing about clearing the deck, I have to say, if you do have kids at home, is sometimes I make sure that I schedule that when there is more noise around because I find that is something I can usually do with some chaos, whereas the deep work and the planning in 
my brain needs more quiet. So sometimes that's how I decide what I'm doing when. All right, the third doable change is to go check out Flow 365 and see if it resonates with you. See if it's something that you want to lean into for 2022. I still have a hard time saying that. Um, focus sessions are, are a part of, of, of flow because what we do is we have a lot of space for dreaming and sort of discerning and getting clear on what our dreams mean in this season of our lives and planning out how to move toward them um, and making lots of choices about that. And we do that on a planning level and on a spiritual level. And, you know, if I think like the three biggest things in flow are that we are dreaming and planning and following through and focus sessions are a big piece of following through. So if you like what you're hearing, definitely go check it out. And I will just say one of the most impactful ways I think to check it out is to scroll down the page and just go listen to people who've been in flow 365 and hear how it's impacted their lives. Um, because, it still surprises and delights me, the amazing results that people get. I mean, it's just sometimes unbelievable to me. And it's unbelievable to me sometimes the intention that people come into Flow 365 with. And by just taking action around that intention, like the other worlds that open up that they might not have even been able to see before they joined, but because they were moving towards something, all these doors started opening up for them. So it really is magical, I think. And I would love to have you if it resonates with you. So go check that out. You can go to plansimple.com and I think there's like a lot of ways there at this point. There's pop-up windows and bars at the top, and you will easily be able to get to that page um, and see if it's a good fit for you. And by the way, we are having an open house soon, and we'll have a number of different ways where you can ask us specific questions. So the best way to do that is just make sure you're on our email list or make sure you're hanging around Instagram. Those are the two ways that we can definitely get back to you. All right. That is a wrap. I am so excited to have Megan back um, on the podcast. I think you'll hear more from her. She just did a training actually in Flow this week. But now that we're doing, we've partnered with her for, for focus sessions, I'm really excited for her to be hanging out with us um, probably a bit more this, this year. So we're going to release a couple episodes, a couple extra episodes over the next few weeks. Um, I have so much fun content on ending one year or ending one season and going into the next one. And I just want to give it to you all. So stay tuned because there's going to be some of that coming up over the next few weeks. Um, and again, we will be posting those on Instagram, but also if you're subscribed to the podcast, you will see those drop right into wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. I will see you very soon. Bye.